Good morning, thank you. Just sort my notes out. Okay, so like Ben said, I am speaking on Joy, not Joe. I am Joe speaking on Joy. Um, it's lovely to see you all this morning. And just in way of introduction to me speaking on Joy this morning, I've just got some visuals on the screen for you. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I think this can often depict any number of a start to a day for me. Um, I can experience such a range of emotions from that moment of just waking up from um, being surprised that my alarm's gone off perhaps, or oh, I'm a bit upset about getting up and what, what the day holds, or you know, equally excitement and anticipation for what the day holds. And this morning when we're thinking about joy, I think it's really important for us to consider that joy is more than just an emotion or an experience, a feeling that, that happens. Um, so the dictionary.com definition of joy for us <laughs> is the emotion of great delight or happiness caused by something exceptionally good or satisfying. Now I think we can all agree that that is a really nice feeling. Yes, that's something that we wanna be um, having in every day of our lives, is it not? Yeah, but how many of us actually experience joy in everything? I know I find that really challenging. Okay, so on a superficial level, we might experience joy in time with our family, time with our friends, um, going on holiday. But this morning, I want us to think about those times where joy doesn't come so easily. Um, again, where we might not notice joy in, in the hard times and in the difficult times. Becky Pitt um, preached a message some months ago about abiding in him and abiding in the vine. And I think this morning, what I want us to do is to consider how we might abide in him so that we can fulfill um, who he's called us to be in demonstrating this fruit in our lives. And you know, the thing about fruit is really quite obvious. It's organic, it's a natural process. It's a byproduct of abiding in Jesus. So equally, I don't want us to think that this is something that we've really got to strive for. It's something that we can um, experience just by keeping in touch, keeping connected with who Jesus is. Um, so 2 Timothy 2 verse 20 says, and I'm sorry, guys, I forgot to tell you about this one. Um, it says, become the kind of container God can use to present any and every kind of gift to his guests for their blessing. How many of us can um, identify with being a glass half full or a glass half empty? Yeah. Um, spoiler alert or I'm gonna I'm gonna pinch one of Anita's catchphrases Anita will quite often say I'm not a half full person or a half empty person I'm a refillable container <laughs> which I think is just beautiful and I think that's really important for us to think about today that we are refillable vessels that can hold the goodness of God and that actually it spills out into those around us okay um I know for me personally some of the times where I've experienced most joy in my life has been actually in the most difficult times. Um, so when Isaac was born, it was a really difficult time. It was very challenging. There was lots of health complications and it was a real worrying time, but actually there was such joy in that season for me. And actually I was so, I felt like I was so close to God in that season. Um, and again, throughout 
various seasons of my life, there's been these moments of real joy despite the difficulties. Okay, so I've got a verse that we're going to um, camp in for the rest of the message, um, which is from Philippians 4, verse 4 to 6. It says, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And I'm using this verse this morning because I think this gives us some really good clues and top tips for how we can cultivate this joy in our lives. So first of all, um, my first top tip is knowing who and whose we are. Okay, so rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Okay, rejoice is basically the verb version of joy. It's putting joy into action. It's joy in practice. It's a doing word. And when we rejoice in the Lord, we put our joy in who God is. We celebrate who he is. In his presence, there is fullness of joy. So if we're finding ourselves thinking that our cup is a little bit empty, put ourselves in the presence of God because there is fullness of joy in his presence. However inadequate or less than perfect we feel both in ourselves or in our situations, we can still amplify the perfection of God. He doesn't change. He stays perfect despite the situation that we find ourselves in. So therefore, we can have full and unlimited access to our Heavenly Father through Jesus. So we can access that fullness of joy despite what's going on around us. You know, when we elevate God above our situations, it gives us a completely new perspective. Um, And I believe that the byproduct of this is a gentleness that's evident to all. Okay, so there's a sense of calm and peace that's also associated with joy, which I think is really important. That, you know, joy can be sometimes associated with the person that's being most lively and boisterous and flamboyant, but, you know, it's more about what's going on underneath what what is the 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 core of who we are what's going on okay so that's point number one point number two is enjoying the moments um so the second part of that verse is um do not be anxious or worried about anything but in everything okay and on a really serious note anxiety will rob you of joy I believe it's the biggest enemy of experiencing joy in our everyday. And I don't stand here today as the perfect person thinking that I don't experience anxiety because at times I really do, okay? But anxiety and recognizing that, that in itself is, is freeing and in, in terms of accessing the fullness of God's joy despite that anxiety, John 10.10 says, The thief comes only in order to steal, kill, and destroy. I came that they may have life and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full until it overflows. You know, thinking back to those baby photos that were on the screen, I think babies are a wonderful example of how to remain (laughs) stress-free. Because despite what mess they find themselves in, despite what kind of 
situation is happening around them, they are completely dependent on the one that holds them. They have their gaze fixed and they, they simply enjoy the moment. There's nothing more beautiful than that baby laughing to like a silly face that you pull. And I think that life is simply a series of moments. So to enjoy the moment that we're in is really key to this. Last year, we were encouraged as a church to be uh, reading The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. And I can't recommend that book enough in terms of top tips on how to slow the pace of life down, to be able to cast our cares on him um, and not rushing through life. I think that's been really, really helpful to us. So definitely a good one to read. And you know, thankfulness in those moments, again, it refocuses us. So at the end of that passage where it says, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. If we're thankful, it immediately takes our focus off an anxiety-provoking situation to the God whose presence is, brings fullness of joy. Okay. So the third point is being in the right place at the right time. So, but in every situation or circumstance, present your request to God. Okay, and I think for me, knowing that I'm fulfilling God's purpose in my life brings me a great joy. So, practical example of this, being a key worker through the pandemic, it was really hard, I've got to be honest. It was hard going to work and doing what I needed to do. It was hard coming home and then homeschooling. I was kind of, I wanted to be at work, but I didn't want to be at work. (laughs) But, you know, in that season, there was a real joy because I was in the right place at the right time, being obedient to what I felt that God had called me to do. One of my favorite ever verses is Colossians 1 verse 16, which says, everything got started in him and finds its purpose in him. And I just... It's just beautiful. <laughs> and I think if ever we're worried about not fulfilling God's purpose on our lives, just go back to Jesus because he created us and he's got a whole lot for us. I think the ultimate example of this is Jesus. <laughs> Hebrews 12 verse 2 says, Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. And you know, I don't believe that Jesus found the cross an enjoyable experience. I think it was quite horrible. (laughs) But he was obedient to the purpose and the call that God had put on his life. And in his obedience, he received that joy. So I just want to encourage us this morning that when we rejoice in the Lord, or when we put our joy in him, when we're obedient to the things that he's called us to do, essentially we're responding to Jesus and living out our lives to glorify him. And ultimately, that joy abounds. So just to close, I'm just going to pray um, Romans 15:13 over us, if that's all right. It just says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, God. Amen.